0: So, hey, everybody. Uh, you are uh, checking out the Surf the Astral podcast. Uh, We're coming to you. Uh, my name is Damon Lewis, and uh, co-host with us is uh, Andrew Fritz. we uh, He's got the, the cool Surf the Astral background there, and uh, this is going to be our first episode. We're going to mm-hmm. do an audio podcast and we're going to also do YouTube. So Andrew's looking cool and my background's not looking that great, but you know what? First episode, Humble Beginnings. So what we decided on today was to just uh, give you the idea, the the listener, the viewer, who we are and uh, kind of what our mission statement is and what we'd like to do with this podcast why we're actually doing it so uh so with that you know andrew uh what what's some of your thoughts what are you you thinking today
1: yeah i mean um i think from my perspective um kind of just uh keeping it uh, open-ended as far as just spirituality goes but i think um, as far as some uh, core subjects that i think we'll definitely dive into would be like deep meditation uh, lucid dreaming, astral projection, kinda of hence our uh name of our uh podcast surf the astral so that will definitely be included. Um yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on it. Those three, the deep meditation, the lucid dreaming, the astral projection, I think they all kind of go hand in hand in some way. But that's kind of personally what I've been pretty pretty much fascinated with and uh, would love to talk with um, just you and just um just people in general. It's something I'm really fascinated with. So but
0: how about how about you well, I actually i got a and I got a question for you with that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What might you say specifically, like we've been doing this. you and I have been talking about this for a while now since we've met we've we've been talking about this subject and talking about how what kind of platform or what kind of way that we can help people the best. So what do you think? you might be able to like uh, what were your thoughts on why creating a podcast or why creating, you know, a YouTube channel? What do you, what do you, uh, what is your goal as far as helping people, you know, besides the the different subjects that we might touch on, mm-hmm. what, what was your internal like, you know, reasoning? Yeah. I mean, I, I think for
1: starters, like just being able to, you know, I think, Over time, you know, it's becoming easier for people to just talk about these type of subjects. Um, You know, sometimes it feels like people, and even kind of for myself, like it's kind of like coming out of this spiritual closet, so to speak, you know, it's like this, oh, if you talk about that, then suddenly it it makes people feel uncomfortable, weird. Um, And being able to have, uh, you know, this outlet, just to be able to talk about it with you and, you know, that's something that's really uh, fun. And from my perspective, but also being able to, I'm sure there's plenty of people out there. um, You know, there's many books and I'm sure other podcasts on this subject, but you know, there's people out there that, you know, they want information because they're having experiences and they don't quite understand what's happening to them and they don't have all the the pieces. And I think that us coming together and forming this podcast and just being able to talk about our personal experiences and maybe eventually down the road interviewing um, people that are, um, you know, just people that have a lot of experience. in um, you know, out-of-body exploration, lucid dreaming, deep meditation. I think it'll be helpful for the listeners and the watchers um, so that they get more insight, more information, that they can kind of connect dots for themselves and kind of even progress um, in their own experiences if that's their desire. Or maybe it's just they just get some more information about something they experience and they kind of go, oh, okay, wait a second. It was that. That was the exact experience I have, what they're describing. Now this makes sense. Now I can kind of uh, name it. and talk about it so
0: right yeah there's there's definitely you know resources you know a, a bunch of books and there's a good number of youtube channels not as many podcasts right but being able to build off of the information and add to as well add our own voices because we have our own experiences and we've uh you know learned a lot from our life experiences and and um, just building off of what other people have already added to the subject, I don't, I don't think there could be ever too many voices. Right. I I would love it if there was hundreds of podcasts. Yeah, yeah. I'd listen to them all day. Yeah. So, oh God. God.
1: No, I agree. I think that um, yeah, I don't view it as really much like competition. I, I kind of just view it more as oh, good. There's more information getting out. And I think that's really what everyone's needing is um, just more information about what meditation is. So just, I think people still have this picture in their head that it's the, you're, you know, wearing a robe and you're in a cave somewhere far off, you know, away from civilization and you're going into meditation, you have to give up all these things. And, and yeah, while it can be that, and probably has been that kind of years and years ago, actually you can just be you know, living in a city right now, and be completely meditating in a studio apartment, and just kind of getting your space and peace and all that. And um, so, just even just kind of, um, just kind of getting more clarity around even just what meditation is and what's possible with it. There's uh, the traditional sense of it, and I think there's so much more that you can do with it that a lot of people are just not aware of. That I think it's um, people will be interested in kind of learning about. So.
0: Yeah, and I I think you were touching on two of the reasons that I want to do this Hmm. uh, is collaboration, you know, not competition, but collaboration with maybe different channels, different Hmm. hosts, authors, even people who are just listening, you know, seeing if we can get some feedback of, of what people have done themselves. Uh, because all of the information nobody I don't I have not seen one person who is an expert and knows everything you know Mm -hmm. everybody has a a little piece of the puzzle and the second part is the educational part of it Mm -hmm. there's plenty of material out there but it's still no one has all the pieces so being able to bring uh more clarity as much as we can possibly bring to the table to make it simpler more efficient and more accessible for everybody you know not just like you're saying not just the people in the caves up in the himalayas or whoever in the buddhist monastery that's wonderful it really is wonderful to have those people who have been there before us right to bring some of that knowledge but now it's time for us too you know time for us who are just living every day lives to be able to access this stuff
1: right yeah i think the interesting thing with information especially i think with about these things that have been around you know for um you know a long time meditation lucid dreaming out-of-body experiences i don't think this is anything of you know that's just started recently obviously but i think it's just it's just information that just continuously gets passed down from you know, from the teacher to the students and, you know, from, and just keeps getting passed down. It just it keeps getting brought into present time so that it's more relatable into kind of what's happening in modern day time. Um, and I think that's the, that's the fun part about it is that it's like, okay, this stuff has been around for such a long time. It's just that, um, generation after generation, if we just keep passing the information along. Um, And we just bring it in the present time. So it's much more relatable and we can kind of digest it much easier. I think Um, it's kind of how I view it.
0: Right. I I was just watching um, not to go too deep into it, but, you know, just watching, um, I think his name was Billy Carson, uh, just watching a video talking about DNA. So these things are in our DNA. So all of the people who came before us, all of the shamans, all of the, the why people, all of the Buddhist monks, everybody passing down that knowledge, not just in book form, but in a physical sense of DNA and in a spiritual sense of the wider knowledge. And we're all the recipients of that, that wider knowledge and that, that information that's, you know, actually encoded in our DNA. So we're, we're just, you know, we're at the best point in history right now, because we've had the, you know, we have the most. Access to information, we have the most access to each other. So right. We can connect and learn from each other. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, I man. That's that's the beauty of technology. Is that, sure, it's got its downside and its cons, but it also allows us to. Um, I mean, just the way we kind of connected. You know what I mean? If if there wasn't the internet, then more than likely we might our paths may have not crossed. Um, so you get to reach um, people you might not normally reach kind of in your Avery kind of day-to-day life that's the nice thing about it so information spreads that much more quickly um, and again I anything with you know meditation those a dreaming astral projection or just like psychic abilities turning on I think having um, you know safety and sometimes some form of community or just people you can talk to about it so you don't kind of you know, sometimes people get into this headspace of, wait a second, you know, am I crazy or what's going on here? And uh, I would say, no, you're not crazy. You're just you're having some sort of an awakening. Um, things are just opening up. These natural abilities, um, you know, the clairsentience, the clairaudience, the clairvoyance, the claircognizance, being able to lucid dream and out of body experiences. To me, it all seems very normal and natural, especially like children, and just seems to kind of just over time get. Um, tuned down or just completely shut off just because there's no permission for it or you know just society just seems not to be fully aware of it or accepting of it and so it's nice to be able to connect with people that um, have experience with it and can share that information and their experiences so that other people can say oh wait okay I'm not not crazy actually okay I experienced that too and oh this is what it is nice and maybe have an idea of how they can kind of Delve more into it and embrace it, as opposed to kind of rejecting it or fearing it.
0: Yeah, I I see that a lot when it comes to the Facebook groups. Hmm. Uh, Gotta give it, you know, a shout out to Tommy Hickey with his group, the Astro Projection Lessons. But there's, you know, some other Facebook groups that are are good as well. Hmm. But you're constantly seeing, over and over, people asking questions. You know being afraid of certain things or can I get heard in the astral realm and and all these things showing that you know people definitely are very interested, but there is this lack of knowledge and this lack of awareness. And it's it it seems like there's only this small amount of people who have either a good amount of experiences or knowledge. And there's a vast amount of people who have just had spontaneous experiences and they Mm -hmm. don't know what they are or they don't know how to classify them or categorize them like, you know, sleep paralysis. Everybody experiences sleep paralysis just a little bit differently, but we know it's all terrifying. We know it's, you know, it's, we have that one common experience and you can post a question on these Facebook groups and ask what is sleep paralysis and you'll get a ton of different answers. So it'd be good to, you know, to, to, Bring some clarity uh, as much as we can even if we don't have the 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 only answer maybe there's a way to to you know slowly bring some clarity even if it's not just based on our opinion but if people are giving us feedback and you know helping us or uh, you know helping us better understand or if we're interviewing people that have had more experience than we have you know and maybe they have had decades of experience Right. To really understand these subjects, right? Yeah, um,
1: yeah. Sleep paralysis—that's an interesting one too. Because when I first experienced it, I think I was in my early twenties. Um, I, you know, I thought I was dying. Essentially, uh, I was just like, "Wow, okay." I, uh, it felt like I was moving all around my body, but I couldn't get in the body. It seemed that's the way it felt to me, because I was going from, you know being asleep and unconscious and then, um, you know, just becoming aware and and realizing, wait a second, I'm just in pure darkness. And I get a sense I'm around my body and I can't scream, I can't move. And then I just start seeing all this interesting imagery and symbols and very clear, very vivid. Uh, But yeah, I thought I was like, oh man, I think I might be dead or something. I'm not sure what's going on here. Um, Eventually I got in my body and I, you know, woke up and everything. And then the funny part about it is I didn't want to go back to sleep because I was afraid because uh, I didn't know what that was. Uh, but I was so tired that I just, I went back to sleep and it happened again. <laughs> uh, I went back into sleep and the whole thing happened again. I was like, oh my God, no, this is, this is a nightmare or something. What's going on? Yeah.
0: You never and, want to go to sleep again after that.
1: Right. Um, and then, you know, it took, you know, a couple of years later really to like, oh, wait a second. It's just, that's a normal thing that happens when your body goes asleep, I just had no clue. So it'd have been nice to know at that time what it really was. But I, for years, I didn't have—I had no idea.
0: So. Right? Yeah, and that same thing was happening to uh, Robert Monroe when you know the great Robert Monroe, when things were starting out with him. Yeah. yeah. And people have all those experiences too of you know different sounds or. Colors and things like that. So, there's all these different things that if you don't know what they are, they can seem scary. But if you put them into context, like I don't get sleep paralysis anymore. And I really wish I did, Mm, you know, because you know it can be an opportunity. Right. But that just comes with learning and figuring out, you know, how to work with sleep paralysis or how to work with dreams, how to work with nightmares. I don't if I do get nightmares, they're not a big deal anymore and I don't I mean, in the moment I might be afraid, but I can always either turn it into a lucid dream or it it's it's very rare when I get into a like a terrified state anymore.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't have too many nightmares. It's very um it can happen on occasion guess like you said it's kind of rare um and they're not even like you know, i think a nightmare can be different for everybody it's not always that like the classic you know you know the scary monster chasing you down and suddenly you're just like in slow motion and moving through sludge and they're just running right behind you like it's i don't think it's always like that but it can be um you know for me growing up i despise school so that in a way was kind of like a nightmare to me so very on occasion I'll have a random dream. Um, and it's not really even terrifying. It's more just kind of annoying, just that I'll find myself in school (laughs) and uh, I'm like, Oh my God. I'm you know, I'm in school right now and I have, I'm in middle school and I have so many more years ahead to get through all this. Um, and of course you wake up and you, Oh, okay, it's just a dream. But, um, yeah, I don't have too many nightmares anymore. I mean, there's been times where, um, in the recent years, if I have one, it's like, maybe I see something scary, um, but it's not, it should freak you out, but I'm just kind of just like, oh, here's this like scary creature that you'd see in like a film or something like the village. And, uh, but, oh, okay, whatever. It's just there. (laughs) It's not, it doesn't have the effect that way it would in like, uh, you know, something, uh, you know, maybe in childhood when you'd experience it then. So,
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing, that I think would be an interesting thing to share is how you know we're still in the middle of our journey. I yeah. I don't think by you know we haven't written any books or right. you know ex- been in you know experts at anything yet, but we definitely have had some successes. And you've had your training too, which if you want to if you want to touch on that and let me know what your training is. But yeah. uh, the journey that both of us have been going through kind of like in a we're not quite in the beginning phase we're in the i have some experience phase and uh showing that you can have progress and that there is a light at the end of the tunnel because i know i see messages where like people say oh i've worked for five years well and nothing has happened i get it you know i get that i worked for 10 years 10 years with very limited success and now i kind of can tell you know like very definitively these things can give you success. Maybe it's not a hundred percent of the time, but mm. if you do these specific things, you know, the more you work, the more you meditate, if you're consistent, just very simple things, very basic things, you will get success. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
1: yeah, it kind of goes into like, I mean, I grew up in a household where there was no um no talk of religion, uh, no religious affiliation or going to church or not even spirituality. So there was none of that. Um, so I didn't really grow up really believing in something or not believing in something or anything. It was just kind of just, Oh, just didn't really have an awareness of it. the closest thing would just be uh, kind of an interest in, in astrology. That was basically it. And that didn't last too long. Um, but I, yeah, I eventually moved to um, Chicago for art school. Um, and it took like the second semester, and my roommate who was from California started to open up to me and was like, Hey, um, you know, I, you know, I'm kind of into this energy work thing and spirituality, and started to talk about it with me and I became very interested very quickly. And um, so he gave me uh, a book called You Are the Answer by Michael Tamar, which I recommend to a lot of people. Um, and I didn't even get to the end of the book. It was just like partway into reading the book. I started to wake up spiritually and I had the realization or an epiphany of that. Oh, wow. I'm a spiritual being with a physical body. And I had that that wake up, that, that awakening kind of in that moment of reading the book and I just started crying. Um, it was just a weird, a combination of a feeling and a, a, just a knowing. Um, and that's kind of like when things kind of kicked off for me really. I think I was maybe, I don't know, around 22, maybe somewhere around there. But he started to kind of teach me some of the things that um, some of the uh, things at the end of that book. There's some tools. There's like a toolkit, um, some guided meditations. And he started teaching me that. Um, And it was right around that time. The first thing, once I got into spirituality, the very first thing I wanted to do was have an out-of-body experience. That was the first thing I wanted to do. And I remember lying on like my bed and I was like, Hey, I was like, can you try to like, just kind of guide me to have an out of body experience? Like, I don't even think he knew how to, we had no idea what we were doing. I was just like, just, can you just try to guide me in some way? And I just remember like, just like not knowing what I was doing. I was like holding my breath and like feeling like I was about to lift off and and then nothing happens. And that's kind of how things started off for me. And and I, then I, um, know he found this school that was not too far off from our art school in Chicago and you know we got our readings there which I had no idea what they were. Um and I was actually, you know, I enjoyed the reading and I was really more fascinated with how how'd you guys do that? Like what what is this? I never came across this ever, never even heard of it. And I realized they had classes and trainings and that's when things started. I just uh, I started entering enrolling in classes and trainings there and I remember, um, you know, one of the first classes, that's when my clairvoyance turned on, just my eyes were closed. I was in meditation and just, um, you know, usually when people close their eyes, or at least in my case, I would just see black kind of just nothingness, so to speak. And it just, everything just went just pure bright red. Um, and things got pretty interesting just from those beginning stages of it all turning on, just seeing just really intense colors and, and kind of certain shapes and, um, that's kind of how it all started and i went through these uh essentially it's a clairvoyant training and you uh it's more about getting in the body so it was kind of the opposite of what um i was trying to do right off the off the bat was you know i was trying to have out of body experiences um so it was more about getting in your body getting safe getting grounded um you know learning to to run energy in your body and really start to open up your psychic abilities to feel energy and hear energy see energy and no energy, but the main emphasis was clairvoyance, being able to see colors, symbols, images, uh, just to see and read energy essentially. Um, so I went through a lot of classes developing that and a lot of reading sessions, reading classmates and people that would come off the street to get a, a reading. Um, so it was just a year long journey of self discovery, um, and healing. Um, and it's different for everybody, but it's it's intense. It's a lot of growth, a lot of change and transformation, and um, sometimes it can get a little uncomfortable along the way. You know, you have those growing pains, so to speak, because it's, it's a rapid growth, um, but entirely worth it. Um, but yeah, just kind of fast-forwarding, I was traveling in an RV um, not too long ago with my wife, and I started to get more involved with uh, lucid dreaming and out-of-body experiences and practicing that, and I found that just making the decision to just say, you know what, cause I wasn't really remembering my dreams. And I was just like, you know what? I want to remember my dreams. I want to place my attention there. And just that alone, I started to remember my dreams. And I was like kind of amazed of how just having that intention was that powerful. And then I started, you know, keeping a dream journal um, and just, you know, meditating more and trying to kind of practice this uh, mind awake kind of body, body asleep kind of meditation. And, and this I would start to have all these experiences. It was really, really interesting. But that's kind of how um for me as far as getting into spirituality, kind of how it started.
0: Um so And that's about that's about the time that we met too was when you were on the road. Yep, yeah, yeah. I, I was I, I don't know if I had started my podcast. That was about the time I was looking for podcasts to mm. listen to. And mm-hmm. I saw your Uh, YouTube page and reached out to you yeah I don't even know if I had started my original one uh, Mm. yet at that point yeah interesting so so when
1: did when did you get into spirituality like when did that start for you like how old were you or where were you or how did that all kind of begin
0: well for me um my I have memories going back to childhood Mm. where I'd have different experiences of maybe ghost stories, things like that, and expanded consciousness experiences, which I later found out were a symptom of astral projection. I'd get things like uh, expanded awareness or tunnel vision. Mm. And even when I opened my eyes, I'd still have the tunnel vision where I'd, Everything would seem 20 feet further away, like a wall would seem 20 feet further away and mm. try to touch it. And then I could touch the wall and it'd be right you know, there next to me, but it just seemed further away. Interesting. So I think the good thing about that was I was very curious and I just, I wasn't uh, immediately afraid of it. I was just curious. Um, and recalling um, From now, from like within this past year, I've been having a lot more experiences this past year. I can actually recall that my childhood, I've had hundreds of lucid dream experiences. I don't think they were, they weren't necessarily high level experiences uh, where I'm trying to work towards today as in consciously interacting with the dream, asking the dream questions, talking to guides. I wasn't having those experiences yet, but I was doing things like Kung Fu and like manipulating, like jumping high, and you know, that time I'd have a nightmare, it was my way of escaping the nightmare. Right. So I was like being superhuman in the dream, and I could also tell that some of that was a part of astral projection because you know, dreams of flying and floating can sometimes be that you're out of the body, uh, but right. you're not completely conscious that you're out of the body. You're just you, you're, your energy is. Yeah. So in my early twenties, when I was about twenty twenty-one, uh a person I knew from high school gave me <clears throat> a book written by Yuri Geller. And Yuri Geller uh, supposedly I mean I believe in a lot of things, but I it's uh I don't I, I like to have things that are scientifically verifiable. Mm you know, and either or either that or multiple different sources. Yeah. So I'm just going to say supposedly, okay. but from my understanding, what he was saying was true in his books. He was a person that could bend spoons with his mind mm. through clairvoyance and telepathy and all sorts of these the different, you know, telepathic and psychic skills. Mm-hmm. Now, like I was you know, alluding to, I'm a very trusting person and a very, can be very gullible sometimes too. So you can mm. tell me anything and I'll believe it. I'm, I'm trying to get a little bit more discerning about that right. these days, you know. but so when I'm reading this, I'm like, wow, that's, of course, this is true. Of course, somebody could bend spoons with their mind. Mm. So the things he was saying to try, like try these psychic experiments, uh, I did them, you know, mm. but try this and I did it, try this one, and I did it. And uh, sometimes there were successes and sometimes there wasn't, but Mm. the amount of times that there were successes, like uh, for example, just simple things like trying to, you know, you have somebody you're uh, partnering up with, they think of a number maybe between one and 99, make it kind of easy. And then you try to use a mental imagery screen like how you would use your clairvoyance. Yeah. Picture a TV screen or picture a chalkboard and try to get the image of the, the number they're thinking of. Mm-hmm. Or it could be a picture, just do more, kind of uh, not as restricted. Like pick any picture and you can right. try to receive that. So yeah. I would have uh, experience with that. Now, this is the part, this is the part of my life where I really, This kind of drives me today trying to help people because I didn't know exactly what was happening, why this was, you know, I was excited about this stuff and it wasn't Mm -hmm. so scary anymore. And I started to talk to people about it. Half the people I would talk to about it would reject me for it and think I'm crazy,
1: Yeah,
0: right? There's the crazy thing. And then the other half, literally other half of the people would tell me their story. They'd tell me their ghost story. They'd tell me their telepathic story or they're like oh i knew this was going to happen this, or this car accident that i narrowly avoided you know which i today would know oh well, maybe that was a, a spiritual helper or a guide or something like that yeah so it exposed me to two polar opposites one was rejection and pain and the other one you know and judgment and the other one was because i was willing to put myself out there i was able to get a a much greater ex, uh, acceptance and a much greater awareness that this is very common. It's not right. universal, but it's very common. And right. I even think to the point where it, it kind of is universal in a way, just some people reject it and forget about it, like maybe as children. Right. So at this point, skip ahead to 2009. And I went to the International Academy of Consciousness in New York City. And I got training in astral projection and uh, energy training. They taught me how to do the VELO technique, voluntary energetic longitudinal uh, oscillation, where you move energy up and down. It helps to raise your frequency and helps to get you to a point where you achieve the vibrational state, which everybody talks about. Yeah you can do it at will and on command and consciously. So I've been practicing the VLO for a long time. And I practiced it for a decade, like I alluded to before, till 2019, last year. And I'd go back and forth. I didn't have some success. I had some success. I quit. I'd stop. Ups and downs. You know, just like everybody. You get frustrated. It's not working as fast as you want it to work. Yep. 2019 comes... And I go to uh, a meetup group for astral projection. And I meet our friend, Kathy, which I'm sure she, maybe you know maybe she'll be a part of the podcast one day too. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't know anything about lucid dreaming or astral projection. That was her first time going to this meetup and we got each other's phone number. And basically ever since then, we have been helping each other, and this is another part of wanting to do the podcast or you know, doing a YouTube channel is it's because of her. It's because of partnering up with somebody, and she, uh, she keeps me motivated, and I keep her motivated. I give her the knowledge and the experience that I have, and she gives me the consistency of uh, the, her, her willpower. so we're good partners.
1: Mm. And
0: for the past two years i've had way more experiences and i've been way more consistent and those two things go hand in hand i've been way more consistent which has come to equal more lucid dreams more uh astral projections and more psychic experiences and i think the lesson and to sum up all of that is having the lucid dreams and the astral projections is a good target to have but the biggest part of it has been the life change that i've gone through and that you know together you and i too because we met each other a couple years ago Mm -hmm. that we've both grown through and grown into it's not just this grand prize at the end of you know the the race that we're looking for it's a whole new life change to better your life and evolve
1: yeah yeah i definitely agree with that that's um I mean, just, just I mean, just lucid dreaming by itself. I mean, you li- like you listen to like Robert Wagner. He's had many many lucid dreams over the years, and written books, and been on podcasts, and he just talks about all these amazing things you can do with. Um, yeah, I mean, with uh, lucid dreaming and out of body experiences, there's the fun element, but those also the things though, that are, um, you know, when there's when you have purpose for it, right? Interesting things that you can do with it um and just the stories that come out of that anytime i get into a rut um i always try to go back and and use that as kind of a you know an inspiration to you know kind of bring the enthusiasm back within myself to like okay the way this is this is why i'm doing it this is why it excites me and the the possibilities with it are seem kind of infinite in a way
0: uh yeah nancy in her book um uh the vibrational state book, I'm blanking on the title, but Nancy Trevolato is her name. You can Anybody can look it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, she There's over like like a like hundred different things that you can benefit from the velo technique. And mm-hmm. um, it's the same with a lot of other energy techniques, that it's not just one thing. You know, psychic self-defense. I was just using the velo for psychic self-defense just the other day. Somebody's being very mean to me mm-hmm. and I did it for a psychic self-defense.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think and it's, it, I found it interesting that around the same time. So I think when I, um, Oh, I think I moved. Yeah. I think it was around 2007 is when I kind of started my trainings and you said you were, what was it around? I don't know. Kind of around that time period. I think you were learning VLO. 2009.
0: And,
1: okay. Yeah. So, so it was
0: like almost the same time. Yeah. Right.
1: So we're learning different techniques or tools, but we're running energy. Um, So I found that interesting. That was like that parallel kind of. Yeah. um, But yeah, yeah. I mean, running energy work in general. I mean, you can use it for so many different things. It's not just one particular thing. So. Yeah. Cool. Um. So I was thinking of. uh, I thought this would be kind of cool. Um. You know, what do you think is like one? tip that we can uh we can each can give maybe i'll start with you just something super simple that maybe people can take away that maybe are listening to this or watching it and um maybe they're just getting into this and don't know much about right. it like how would they kind of what would be one simple thing that can kind of they can start to do or use to kind of take them to their next step with this
0: right that's That's important because there's a lot to talk about and I don't think in one episode we can talk about all of the different techniques or the things that need to be really gone over in detail, you know, not just mentioned. Um, So the one thing that I could give as a, as a takeaway, like a, you know, people can start today that they should start today. I, I can almost guarantee that you won't be successful if you are not consistent with what you're doing if you just start and stop you won't be successful and however whatever that means for you if you have a partner that you work with um, a, a journal is one of the best things you can do starting a dream journal and you don't need to learn any energy techniques or you don't even need to learn how to meditate and be some guru just to start your journal that's what you can do today and the more the more consistent you are with it day after day you'll get more dreams they'll be more vivid and everything that we you and I are going to talk about will all fall into place with that journal so that's a that's my first tip is do a journal it'll help you to remain consistent
1: That's awesome yeah because I mean that's when I was on the road and I, when I decided that I was like, okay, I want to, I want to dive into this, the lucid dreaming and out-of-body experience stuff. Like I said earlier, just the intent of just, oh, wait a second. I, I'm not even remembering my, my dreams. What's going on here? Um, and it seems that we kind of devalue dreams in such a big way. It's, it's sad. And so I think just like what you said, like just having the intent of just, okay, you know what? I'm going to open my awareness up to this and just have the focus on it. And like you said, the, um, the journal, that's huge. Um, I, yeah, once I started dream journaling, uh, you start to just remember more for some reason and you get to see the patterns. Um, you can always look back and see, Oh, wait, what is it? This seems like this is a, this is happening on more than one occasion. What's going on here. Something's there. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's great. Um, but one thing I would say in addition to that, because that's perfect, as you said, you know, you don't have to just immediately just learn meditation and you don't have to do energy work or anything like that. Um, in addition to the dream journaling would be uh, reality checks. And I feel like that's something that we could go on and just in a whole other episode. But um, I think being able to, to just stop in the middle of the day, multiple times throughout the day and just trying to gather yourself and just become present as possible and just within yourself kind of ask the question of, wait a second, am I, am I dreaming right now? And then finding some simple method of testing it. And what I've come across, um, this is not something that I created, it's been out there from other teachers, but the, uh, uh, so using your hands essentially, uh, you can try taking one hand and putting it through your other hand and just really pushing and trying. Obviously in the the waking state, you um, you can't do that. It's physically impossible. But the funny thing is, is that in the uh, dream state, you can actually put your hand and it will go right through. Um, and it's kind of a, it doesn't hurt. It's just a weird kind of feeling and you can even see it happening. But then you have this confirmation of, oh, wow. Okay, I'm for sure. <laughs> I'm for sure now conscious in this dream. And then suddenly then you can go off and do perhaps what it is you'd like to do. So. I
0: would say, yeah, uh, yeah, go the, the um, to, to add to that, doing the reality checks is a good you know, repetition. Uh, you train yourself to question your reality during the day so that you question your reality while you're dreaming, and it can lead to a lucid dream, it could lead to you waking up. So, uh, the just like, you know, you were saying, Andrew was saying, you try to push your finger yeah. through your hand. You could try to pinch your nose and yeah. breathe through your nose. Uh, do you have any other ones besides those two? Those,
1: the hand one works for me the best. Um, I have the nose one I've done before, because um, when you pinch your nose, you know, obviously air, you won't feel air flowing through your nostrils in the waking state In the dream state, it just flows on through. Um those are the two main ones I like. Um, yeah, I think another one would be jumping uh, It's yeah. a little, little more strange if you're around a bunch of people, <laughs> yeah. but if you, if you don't really care, or if you're, you know, if, if you're just by yourself and you know, asking yourself, am I dreaming? And then just jumping. Um, typically if you, if you're jumping in a dream, then it might lead you to start kind of levitating or floating up or flying.
0: Um, yeah. So. Or, uh, looking at your hands is another one that's worked for me a couple of times. Just look at them. And if you look at them, though, in a dream, they might start to disappear because having a sense of your actual self, like in a dream, you're looking out. If you're lucid dreaming, you're looking at in like a first person camera point of view. You don't typically look down at your own body when you're lucid, lucid dreaming. And if you do, you start to get this weird, like uh, back to the future. You know, when he's loosing, his hand starts to melt away. Uh, kind of get that, that sort of thing happening.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Strange, strange things can happen in dreams. Um, yeah. What I've, what I've always found in the dream state is if I have my awareness looking in one direction and hold it, and then I look away and then come right back to what I was looking at, something has changed and that right. usually will tip me off. That was, um, that's how my first one started. I, remember seeing certain things on a hill because I walked right by it all and then I turned around and it was all gone and I just had this immediate thought of wait you know that physically that cannot happen in real life and then boom it just it was like oh okay I am dreaming right now and it's super exciting it's exhilarating um and sometimes that's the challenge of the (laughs) the uh the emotions of it all can easily just kind of and then you pop out of the dream um so I feel like there's so many phases of of lucid dreaming just by itself, and that's something I'm still working on. Is just being able to um, just stabilize it so that it can kind of go and do the thing that I want to do instead of um, losing it. You know, sometimes it just fades or just bam, you pop out of it, and then suddenly you're awake. Um, so that's kind of where yeah. I'm at, at
0: least. So yeah, so doing the reality checks throughout the day. you know, five, 10, 20 times, whatever it is, just taking a minute minute to pause and ask yourself, are you in a dream?
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, I think that's uh, all I got for my story. I feel like there's going to be so much that we can talk about in future episodes. I mean, you just brought up ghost stories. I feel like we could talk all about that because I grew up in a, a haunted house. It's about around 300 years old. <laughs> so I've got some uh, stories and I feel like you do too. And I think they would be fun to kind of talk about maybe in a sure. upcoming episode. So, um, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: yeah. Um, so how can they reach us? So we're going to be on YouTube and then um, how else can they reach us, you think?
0: Did you set up um, an astral, surf the astral Gmail yet?
1: Not yet. So, yeah, we'll pretty pretty sure
0: that's not taken, but we'll uh, we can just put that on the second episode. We could just give them a contact on the second episode, okay?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, this uh, we'll get an email so people can send information to us or ask questions, and then uh, we're on YouTube surf the astral, and then um, we're gonna be distributed to like various uh, you know, what are those some of the common podcasts, kind of the platforms like.
0: ITunes, itunes and spotify and basically yeah. all the pod the Podbean. there'll be like 10 or 11 of them and yeah. uh so the for this first episode what we talked about okay. is i had a i have currently i have a podcast that i have been doing solo which is called uh, the astral world yeah. and i'll put these episodes up on the astral world to kind of cross-pollinate a little bit get people aware of surf the astral which is our project together yeah nice that's how we can we'll start things off cool
1: sounds good well yeah i've enjoyed this conversation and then uh well i think we're going to post about maybe like once a week that's kind of the idea so far that's
0: what the yeah what the goal is we'll try it out see
1: yeah okay well yeah definitely uh i think you know feel free to subscribe to us or just uh, follow us on whatever platform you like to use. Uh, if you like it, feel free to, you know, share it. Um, and then we'll have plenty of, this is just kind of an introduction. We're going to have, you know, times where we'll kind of delve into our own experiences and share them and, um, you know, just other experiences in general. So I think it'd be a lot of fun.
0: Cool. Yeah. I think is a great start.